بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله They say just as our bodies need nourishment to survive, our souls need to be nourished as well. But the question is, how often do we feed our souls? Welcome to Soul Food, a podcast about spiritual refinement. My name is Amjad Tarsin, and I invite you to embark with me on this journey inward to work on our souls. Take my hand, come with me, take your time. Assalamu alaikum and Ramadan Mubarak. Alhamdulillah. It's such a joy and blessing to actually be able to be in this noble and blessed month. And I'm sure we're all feeling more energized and more excited uh, about turning back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And welcome to episode one of Soul Food. Uh, we hope you had the chance to listen to episode zero, uh, which was about why soul food and why we're doing this. And we also talked a bit about mercy and the importance of mercy uh, in the prophetic example, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and in our lives as well. Uh, and we're happy to have you back uh, for more, inshallah, on this journey. In this episode, we're going to look at what the soul is, uh, what the soul is, what the nafs is, because we're going to use those terms a lot uh, throughout this podcast, inshallah. What is the nafs? Right? The nafs that's often translated as like the lower self. What's the soul? And then we're going to talk about the path of refinement. Right? When we talk about spiritual refinement, it's not just you know, something we're using to sound you know, bougie and uh, sophisticated, but it's actually a path of spiritual refinement. There is you know, a progression that we can go through that you can go through, inshallah, uh, to become a more refined human being in our dealings with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we'll look at what Imam al-Ghazali, the great uh, uh, scholar uh, of the 5th century, what he uh, recommends as a path of refinement, inshallah. So what is the soul? The Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him, he was asked by some of the people of his time to tell them what the complexities and like what the mysteries of the soul were. So he waited for revelation and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the verse A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan rajim Wa yas'alunaka anir ruh Qul ar-ruhu min amri rabbi wa ma utitum min al-ilmi illa qalila Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said O Prophet, they ask you about the spirit they ask you about the soul say the spirit is part of my Lord's domain you have only been given but a little bit of knowledge so it's kind of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this verse, he's kind of uh, teaching us about the depth and the mystery of the soul and that it's not something that we've been given full knowledge about because it's, it's such a great thing and it's such a great gift that Allah has given us. Uh, scholars define the soul, the, the ruh in Arabic, as the part of us, this subtle entity that exists within us that has the capacity to know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's the gift that Allah gave us as human beings uh, that allows us to actually have a deeper understanding and knowledge of the divine subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's also defined as a little bit kind of like a more, let's say like a more practical definition, is the part within you that has all praiseworthy qualities. It's the part within each and every one of us 
that is the, the, the part of us that has the praiseworthy and beautiful characteristics and qualities. And it's the most honored part of the human being. Sayyidina Ali, radiallahu anhu, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa cousin, he has a beautiful uh, line of poetry, a beautiful kind of reminder about the soul and about the human being. And this kind of this path of soul food and this path of spiritual refinement, this path of actually seeking to remove the barriers within us so that we can uh, learn about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and be in a more, a more full and complete and honest and sincere submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like we talked about last time, this state of being that in every moment we're in the state of being in servitude and humility and submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he said, radiallahu anhu, تظن أنك جرم صغير وفيك طول عالم الأكبر. He said, you think you're just a small body. You think you're like this insignificant thing, right? And you might feel that way sometimes if you look out in the world, you look out at the, the stars and the cosmos, and sometimes you, you, you learn about how huge and massive the whole universe is and the planetary orbits and these galaxies and so on and so forth. And they're like, well, you know, like, little old me, how am I important in all of this? Like, what, what do I have to do with all of this? And some people even ask the question, like, why does God care about me when there's all this other stuff out there that's so amazing and so miraculous and great? So Sayyidina Ali, he said, you think you're just a small body. You think you're this insignificant thing. But within you is the greater cosmos. Everything that you're seeing around you, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put in your soul is greater than all of that. But it's unseen, right? It's not something that we see. It's not tangible, but it's greater than all that we can see. Imam al-Shafi'i, rahimahullah, he said, you are by your soul, not your body, a human. You're by your soul, not your body, a human being. So what distinguishes us as human beings and distinguishes us as servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is our souls and our ability to know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So someone might be thinking, someone might be asking, that sounds beautiful and great, but it sounds like a little bit too good to be true. Well, there's a little bit more to the picture as well. There's another part of the equation that actually works against those beautiful qualities in the soul, and that is what is called the nafs. Right? That's the nafs. The, the, the part within us, it's usually defined as the part within us that has all blameworthy and negative quality traits. So we have the soul, but then we have this other part inside of us that kind of blinds us and veils us from what we're really seeking out to attain and know which is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that's the nafs and it is the part of us that has the qualities of arrogance and envy and rage and anger and hatred and ostentation and all of the negative qualities that we're supposed to fight against and purify within ourselves they stem from the nafs they stem from the nafs and it's funny because you know You've probably, you're probably thinking, okay, well, you know, I've heard that the negative influence is the devil, is the shaitan. Well, that's obviously definitely a negative influence. We know that for certain. But our nafs is the part inside of us 
that, you know, has the disposition, is inclined towards listening to the whisperings of the devil. So there is that, you know, external waswasa or whisperings from the devil, but there's also an internal struggle that we have to be aware of and we have to be careful of so that we can actually become more refined human beings. It's amazing in the Qur'an and alhamdulillah we're in the, the month of the Qur'an and as we're reading the Qur'an and reflecting upon the Qur'an, here's a few verses to reflect upon that relate directly to the nafs and the understanding of the nafs. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Qur'an, He describes one level of the nafs, right? One degree, like the, the nafs in its most raw and unrefined form. And in which he says, Truly, the nafs incites a person to evil. That the nafs is the part within the human being that, that is always egging you on to things that are not actually good for you. To be more arrogant to people, to talk back, to backbite, to be selfish, to, be, uh, uh, to think you're better than others. All of that is stemming within us from the part of us that's known as the nafs. So it's the unrefined part of us that's always about me, 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 me. And the scary thing is that a lot of popular culture today really speaks to this level of the nafs. We have so much at our fingertips in social media and otherwise that is all about personalizing things to you. You can change your cover photo to whatever suits you, you can block people out of your life that you don't want to listen to or hear from. You can include whatever pictures and whatever selfies that you want to include to show off your life. Everything is about me, me, me. What I want in my own personalized space, what opinions agree with my opinion. And also what comes with it is also kind of like a, self, a sense of self-entitlement, a, a sense of entitlement that, you know, I'm deserving of all of this stuff. And that stems from the lower nafs, the nafs al-ammara bisu', the nafs that commands us to evil. And scholars say that the sins that stem from the heart or stem from the nafs that affects the heart, it becomes like rust on a mirror. And that your heart is like a mirror with which you behold in your heart, but you witness Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you're aware of Allah through your heart. And when you have all of these negative qualities within you, it's like there's a rust covering that mirror and you can't see Allah that way. You're not going to be able to witness Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that way. So something needs to be done, right? So that's the first level, the lowest level of the most unrefined aspect of the nafs. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in another ayah of the Quran talks about an-nafs al-lawama the self-reproaching nafs. And this is the kind of, when a person becomes a little bit more refined, this is, you know, when a person kind of, they say in kind of North American, Western culture, this is our conscience, right? That my conscience is telling me not to do that. That it's the part of us that when we do something bad, we feel guilty about it. Or it's the part of the nafs now that it's been a little bit more refined that gives room for these good thoughts to say, that's a bad thing, I shouldn't do it. Or, you know, it's self-reproaching, it's self-critical. And then the highest level of the nafs and the most pleasing is when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, يَا أَيَّتُهَا النَّفْسُ الْمُطْمَئِنَّ 
and describes the nafs that's mutma'inna, the serene soul, the soul that is at peace, the most refined soul that comes back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when a soul returns to Allah through death, back in this state, Come back to your Lord pleasing and well pleased. Right? Well pleased and pleasing. So this is kind of the level of the soul that is pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we have the soul and we have the nafs, and you know, they're kind of interchangeable sometimes. But when we say the nafs, we mean kind of the unrefined aspect that is where all bad qualities stem from. And the soul is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put within us that has the ability to know Him. So now, what is the path of refinement? Like, how do we go about actually getting there? So we have this good side, we have this bad side, they're both within us. How do we refine ourselves? Uh, one thing to know is that this is the responsibility of every believer to do so. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, قَدْ أَفْلَحَ مَنْ زَكَّاهَا وَقَدْ خَابَ مَنْ دَسَّاهَا The one who purifies their soul succeeds. And the one who corrupts it, i.e. just gives into its corruption, fails. So purifying this nafs is an obligation and it is the condition to actually be successful in the hereafter. It's the condition to actually being successful on the day of judgment. And what makes us fail is giving into it. Imam al-Ghazali, rahimahullah, in uh, his great magnum opus, his, his great work, Ihya Ulum al-Din, he dedicates half of this 40-volume work to the vices and virtues of the heart. And he says that you have to recognize the vices, these blameworthy negative qualities of the heart, and you need to clean those off and get rid of those or work as hard as you can to get rid of those and then adorn your heart with the beautiful virtues and the qualities that are pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And as we set out on this path, you have to be courageous enough to recognize that you need to work on yourself. It's really easy to talk about stuff, right? It's really easy to, and it's really easy to do stuff. Sometimes we do a lot of things to fool ourselves into thinking that we're okay. But internally, we might feel like, you know what, I've got a lot of, I've got a lot of, room for improvement internally, but I'll just do a lot of stuff outwardly to make myself feel like I'm, I'm doing okay. And that's good. I mean, obviously doing good things and being in good environments is, is beneficial. But sometimes it takes even more courage to sit down and reflect and to say, what are all the things internally that I need to work on? And where do I, where do I go from here to improving? And that takes a lot of courage and it takes a lot of commitment. Uh, I want to uh, share a quote with you from Imam Ibn Atta'illah, one of the great sages and scholars of Islam. And he talks about this path of purification and this path of spiritual refinement. He says, Do you think that the medicine is some kind of sweet that you eat? In other words, the medicine of your soul. Do you think it's going to taste sweet? Right? And it's just like medicine of the body. Sometimes we we do things that do not taste good or whatever it may be, or we go through surgery or we go through something that actually is quite painful and difficult, 
but we recognize that ultimately it's better for us. So he says it's the same spiritually. Do you think that the medicine is some kind of sweet that you eat? If you do not gallantly force yourself to take it, it will not bring you any cure. Thus, force yourself to repent, force yourself to turn back to Allah, and do not be overtaken by the sweetness of disobedience, because our nafs is inclined towards things that aren't good for us, things that are displeasing to Allah. So he says, do not be overtaken by the sweetness of disobedience. And when you see your nafs setting its sights on disobedience, flee to God and seek his aid. He will rescue you. He will rescue you. So this brings us to the call of action for today. The call to action for today is to sit down for five minutes, today or tonight, if you have time after tarawih, any time you have some free time to just sit by yourself or to sit quietly and raise your hands to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and ask Him from the bottom of your heart for Him to bring you closer. Just say, Oh Allah, I ask you, this path of purification is difficult. There's a lot of distractions out there. There's a lot within me that I know I need to improve. I don't know how to do all of that. It seems like a daunting task, but I'm turning to you, asking for your help that you bring me closer, O oh Allah. Sit down for five minutes and pour out your heart to Allah and ask Him for His help and that He transforms you and He changes you to become a person and a servant who is more pleasing to Him subhanahu wa ta'ala. And as... Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala teaches us And there is no power or ability except by Allah. So this is today's call to action to sit down and turn to Allah and ask Him for His help before you set on this path of inward purification and this inward journey to becoming a more refined human being. We can only do so with Allah's assistance and with Allah's help. So turn to him tonight and ask him for that. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he blesses us in this Ramadan and he blesses you and he uh, uh, changes us and transforms us into servants who are more pleasing to him subhanahu wa ta'ala and that he adorns us with all of the beautiful and noble qualities of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, his most complete and beloved servant sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Walhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. That concludes today's episode. Insha'Allah, we'll see you all tomorrow. And definitely stay in touch. Uh, subscribe to the podcast or sign up on our website, soulfood.fm. Just put your email address in and we'll update you every time we have a new episode available on a daily basis in Ramadan. And then feel free to also send us feedback on Soul Food and, uh, uh, at soulfood.fm on Facebook and Twitter. So follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Soul Food FM and feel free to send us any feedback, any questions, any comments. Uh, so keep in touch with us. And thank you once again for listening. Wa